I'm Mike Marcus. Uh, I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois, and attended Grinnell and graduated in 1986. I live currently in Carmel, California. I was a political science major, and uh, I live with my lovely wife, Toby, who is a year behind me at Grinnell. The lovely wife. I'm Toby Marcus, Toby Klein at Grinnell. I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, graduated from Grinnell in 1987, and I was a sociology major. So, you're pulling out of Grinnell after graduation. What do you guys each have with you, and who are you with? And we'll each do your stories. You know, I don't honestly remember that day. I just remember heading back to Chicago. I think I had a car full of stuff, and what are you waving at? You had me in the car. I was in the back seat. I remember this because Mike's dad, apparently I was... I don't know what I was doing, but jokingly, Mike's dad duct taped me to the back of the seat. <laughs> so I must have been in the car with your stuff. And duct tape, apparently. And duct tape. I was in there as well. Yeah. And then I headed back to Chicago and was ready to start off a career in management consulting, which was a little bit odd for a political science graduate from <laughs> Grinnell. So. When you were figuring out that as your next step... Did you, for it, for it being odd for a Grinnell political science person, did it feel like there was any weirdness about going down that path? People kind of looking at you like, oh, you're going to do consulting? No, it, it was much more of a, I didn't really even know what it was. So I was fortunate enough to be part of an experiment the uh, University of Chicago did with Grinnell called the Business Fellows Program. And Wayne Moyer encouraged me to apply to it because he said all you ever talked about was going to law school but all you were really interested in was potentially doing something in business so why don't you give this a try and I did it for the summer and a whole bunch of companies came during the summer and talked about what they did and I just found consulting interesting it wasn't something that I even knew about uh, didn't understand it as a career but was very attracted to what a new person might be doing in the role that they played. So you're getting ready to start this, um, and you still have a little bit of time left at Grinnell, right? Yep, I'm a year behind Mike, so you went off. I don't know what I did that. Oh, I did the same business fellows program that Mike did. So Mm -hmm. the summer he started working, I did the business fellows program in Chicago, and then I actually went to Grinnell in London that first fall of my senior year and then came back. Um, where had you guys kind of landed at in terms of moving forward? How long had you been together at Grinnell? What was kind of the future in your guys' plans? Well, we met my first day at Grinnell. <laughs> and then we were to, Mike went to London the next year, so that would have been his junior year, my sophomore year. So we were together. The short answer is we were committed to a relationship the whole time. Mm. So he went to London, came back graduated. I went to London and came back. I don't even know if we had a big discussion about it. We just assumed that's what it was going to be. And then I looked in Chicago for work because that's where Mike was. So I did, I didn't consider going back home and I didn't consider any other cities. Now, when you think about that, does that seem strange or does it just make sense? Cause you guys know how you felt about each other and being together. Well, I mean, we're 31 years in and so <laughs> it, it was clearly meant to be, but it was a great relationship and it was just something that seemed pretty natural as the next step. Give me a little bit of a rundown quickly on what some of the progression was. So you went into this program, 
you finished your last year and then followed him, you said, to Chicago? I did. And so Mike did the business fellows the summer between junior and senior year, applied to three really competitive consulting firms late in the process, happened to get an interview and got a job. So I thought, okay, I didn't apply for consulting jobs, but I thought, oh, I'll send out 10 resumes instead Mm -hmm. of three. Nothing happened, no (laughs) clear plan. And then I actually met Jim Lowry, who was a trustee at the time, who I worked at the forum. I don't remember the exact circumstance, but I met him somehow on the forum, got to talking about Chicago, and he had a consulting from there and hired me on the spot while I was still (laughs) at Cornell, and off I went. He still Um, does that, by the way. He just shows up and finds people and pulls them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great, so I worked, I only, I worked for him for a short while and then I was recruited away to work at a startup and then I was fired four or five months in. So I was eight months out of Grinnell and fired. (laughs) So I literally went home, cried for a week, came back. I had an apartment. I needed to get a job. I got a telemarketing job and I hit just at the recruiting season at BCG and I'd watched Mike have this amazing experience. And I thought, wow, he's learned a lot. He's seen, you know, all these things. So I got an interview and then got hired and started that fall. So in that time though, in between where you're, as you put it, you went home and cried for a week. When you're in that moment, what kind of questions are you asking of yourself? (sighs) That's a good question. So keep in mind, this was 1988. So however many years ago that was. Two things that struck me, I went home, my parents sort of patted me on the shoulder. I literally sort of cried off and on for a week. And then I realized, well, I had bills to pay. And the expectation (laughs) was I needed to go back and find a job. So I did, I found a terrible minimum wage job. But the aha for me, and it's one of the things I've shared with people over the decades is it was actually a huge gift to get fired as a really young (laughs) person, because I, I had the aha of my work is important, but it's not the central part of my life. And I realized, oh, I have this boyfriend I love. I've got this great family, these great friends. And I, I realized at the end of the week when I was done crying and being terrified about my ability to get another job, yeah. like, oh, I'm actually still happy. Yeah. So that was this, I felt like oh, I had that aha related to work in the context of my whole life pretty early. Yeah. I'm kind of fixating on this moment because I think it's a really interesting moment. For you, what kind of support did you feel like you could give and what did you maybe want to avoid doing? And where did you find your balance in that? You know, it, it was interesting because I was super busy. And so it was mm-hmm. the question of trying to figure out how you could help in a right. meaningful way. And, and obviously we were together, so it was less of worrying about, you know, was she going to fall in the financial abyss or, right. you know, what could you do to kind of make sure that things were going to be okay. But I think the biggest thing was to give her encouragement to actually say, you can do this. And if you're interested in applying and to BCG, BCG, you know, you can make this happen. And so she, she reached out and met some of the people that were involved in the hiring and, you know, ended up getting a job there. And so as I was leaving, she ended up starting. We were never there at the same time. So I was there for two years and then left and went back to business school. And then Toby joined and then she left again and then I rejoined. I couldn't get rid of you guys. No, no. And I stayed there for a long, long time, left, uh, went into business with a client, and then I rejoined again as an advisor. So it's it's now almost 20 plus years with the firm. And for both of you moving through this consulting world, which does not have a very active pipeline out of Grinnell. I mean, there are people who go that direction and there are supports for it. You mentioned Jim Lowry as being one of them, but you know, it's not a point A to point B thing. Were there challenges in dealing with people who 
you expected certain things of coming out of a Grinnell community that just didn't exist in the day-to-day workings of BCG. Do you mean our peers, our fellow students, or, or when you get when you get to BCG? Oh, things that you'd gotten accustomed to being around Grinnellians. You know, I I never thought about that. That was like a non. I mean, I. I ran into things taking what I did as a sociology major and Mm. what I did with information and how I thought about research. And I had to completely reframe that in a business context. And it was as intellectually stimulating as Grinnell, in some ways even more so, but in a totally different way. Well, you mentioned that reframing of the, whether it was a presentation or other things like that. Just talk a little bit more about that. So my first project, I was researching an industry and I was in a two-year associate program. So you are the, you are the mm-hmm. lowest, you know, on the totem pole. And I was sent away to go research the deli, in-store deli industry. And I came back with, I think, 80 slides. So even just going from paragraphs to slides was yeah. a huge issue. And I handed my slide deck, was very proud of my comprehensive research. And the partner on the case said, I'd like five slides with only the salient points, <laughs> like the things I really need to know. Yeah. And that was my like, ah, okay, being comprehensive in this yeah. way. It's like no one cared about the format. And yeah. the other thing that was really challenging at BCG, which I don't know if Grinnell prepared me or didn't prepare, was the pace at which you had to do things. Mm. You had to turn things around really quickly you didn't have a final at the end of the semester no it wasn't like four months out it was like you have five i i I had less than a week to do what i did 